There we go. Could you imagine if I counted episodes for this thing? <laughs> what number would it even be? Shorts weather, humidity up, Final Cut Pro and Logic finally for the iPad. New vids are up, banks transfers is a war of attrition. New PCAST episodes in the works. Ukrainian class, how was it? Thursday, May 11, 2023. I'm Steven Sersky, your Canadian expat in China. This is my daily audio yik-yak, and if you're just joining me, welcome. I hope you enjoy. Uh, I also hope you don't have very big expectations, which I, I know is a terrible thing to see, but say it's just it's because this is literally... Do you remember what blogs were like way back in the day? Like, we're talking like 2011, 2010, 2009, when people just wrote blogs and wrote on their websites and posted just about whatever. This is kind of like that. That's why this is actually called an aud- the Stephen Sersky audio blog or the audio blog of Stephen Sersky, uh, which is available on Spotify, uh, is because this has almost completely replaced my sort of spur of the moment writings that I used to do uh, way back in the day. Now, and, and I found it a lot easier to do the podcast system. So what you're going to get here in this, these sorts of episodes, uh, if you choose to uh, continue on with me, and I hope you do because I think there are some nuggets of gold. That you don't get this in regular travel podcasts or other yammer yammer uh, podcasts and stuff like that. Basically, it, I, I throw in things about what it's like to live here in Beijing, China, uh, what it's like to be a, an expat in another country, uh, some of the things that we do that keep us busy. And I, by no means do I generalize uh, for all expats, uh, but I can say that, uh, especially given that I have a, another podcast in which I actually interview other expats and other people uh, who are willing to be on a podcast, uh, and uh, we sort of to discuss what it's like to be in China at the moment. Not only that, I've talked to other people around the world and I've done a bit of traveling before. So now the fact that I've been in China for so long, I, I think does give me a little bit more of a unique perspective uh, compared to some other places out there. And I can't help but wonder that if maybe, uh, even if this podcast could help, uh, maybe, I don't know if I'd want to say sway the decision, but give some extra sort of background. If you're choosing to come to China or if you want to learn about like what goes on in China and stuff like that, excuse me, I'm going to cough, (coughs) excuse me, uh, that uh, maybe this gives you a little bit of um, information that you wouldn't glean, you wouldn't be able to get anywhere else. Your travel guidebooks aren't going to tell you this stuff. Uh, your professor isn't going to tell you this stuff. I mean, they might whisper some of the stuff uh, on the on the download, but uh, by and large, I mean, this is an expat in China as he is, basically. So, shorts weather is finally here. Humidity is up. Basically, like two weeks ago, uh, you still had to wear pants. <laughs> you did. Uh, that uh, You had to wear long uh, leggings or something like that because your knees would get cold. Now your knees don't get cold. My knees don't get cold anymore. Uh, and it's, uh, it is shorts weather time. The humidity is up as well. Um, which is nice because we're, we're right in that shoulder season. This is like probably the the best time to travel around the country, I, I guess you could say. Um, I know I've been saying the next month, six weeks later, is going to be uh, blazingly hot. And I actually can't remember when I first started saying that. It might have been back in March. Uh, so two months later, it's not blazingly hot just yet, but it's warm. It's uh, During the day, it does get warm, very warm-ish, uh, but not hot. Not just yet. Still comfortable to run outside, 
Now, in another month, that might be tough to do. But anyway, um, at the, the humidity is also uh, picking up and you can feel it on your floors. A lot of the uh, the apartments uh, in my complex, not that I've been in a lot of them, I mean, just mine mostly, and the, the wood floor is getting sticky, which is usually, usually a sign that the uh, uh, humidity is uh, going up. And the other thing that I've noticed, uh, which actually kind of spooked me, uh, a while, like when I first noticed, I think it was last year, not this past winter, but two years ago, when I noticed that the boards were separated, and I was going, what the hell? I didn't do that, did I? Because I, mean, I have like a bunch of kettlebells sitting on the boards, right? Uh, there's cardboard underneath, but they're resting on the floor, and I thought maybe I damaged the floor because it seemed like the uh, the boards had like become separated or something. So I'm like looking at this thing going, oh my goodness, am I going to have to pay damages? No. It's shrinking because in Beijing, it's so dry in the winter and so cold, the uh, the boards actually contracted. And I can see them now uh, here in, uh, you know, sitting here in May, they're um, they're all nicely flush. Actually, they're starting to butt up against each other a little bit right now. As uh, There's one that's, I think, that's a bit of a, uh, a toe liability uh, because it's going to it's going to stab me someday I know it will uh, but the all the other ones are they're now sitting flush whereas like four months ago during the winter they weren't sitting flush there was gaps in between them so you don't get this in linoleum floors you get it with wood floors final cut and pro and logic for iPad finally so people have been talking about this. Uh, if you are at all in the know of video editing or sound editing, this has been like a big pet peeve of a lot of uh, iPad users, Mac uh, Pro users and stuff like that. Uh, there hasn't been, uh, like basically if you use Final Cut Pro for video editing or Logic Pro for uh, your audio work, uh, they haven't been on the iPad. There's been workarounds that can help and assist, but there's never been an official release from Apple. Now, they finally did it. So starting on May 23rd, they're going to have these uh these two apps that are that run for about two and three hundred dollars a piece. Uh, non not sus- subscription. They're, they're they're a one-off purchase on your Mac through the App Store on your MacBook Pro. One-time purchase, which is great. Which is why a lot of people uh, choose uh, Apple and uh, Final Cut over Premiere. But this, the Final Cut Pro on iPad, the Logic Pro on iPad, five bucks a month or $50 a year each as a subscription. So I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> like, um, they do make the point like, um, you know, over the next six years, how much money are you going to make from your videos that $50 a year is going to be like at all going to matter, right? It's the same as buying the, the program, but this way you get updates i think you get updates all the time i don't know actually um but it's tailored towards uh editing on the ipad now i haven't tried it out um i've been using davinci before and i'll tell you i hate it i've tried using uh CapCut, and i find it the whole touch interface is just horribly it slows you down uh in terms of editing which you might go like steve if it slows you down so much how much faster do you work on the MacBook because you don't post very much edited work? <laughs> True. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Because uh, I don't have any clients that I really work for, right? It's just just myself. So, um, But uh, in terms of just if I want to do one little thing, it's easier just to do it in Final Cut rather than uh, spending a, a longer time using an app or an iPad app, right? So that that's basically what it comes down to. 
logic. I do use logic quite a bit uh, for a lot of uh, different audio work, uh, whether it's uh, um, like these podcasts. This podcast doesn't get edited at all. <laughs> this is recorded on my phone and then posted, and that's it. All the uh, lip smacks and coughs and everything, the snorts. <laughs> You get it all. This is live, man. As live as it can be, basically. Delicious, isn't it? Deliciousness in your ears. The other podcast that I do and some of the other, um, like if I ever do readings, which I do sometimes, uh, I will put those through logic and uh, help, you know, kill the buzz, kill the hum. Like right now you can hear some hum. That would be my room tone, basically, because the window's open as well. Um, but uh, with logic, that... I guess they, they have GarageBand already for iPad, which I've used quite a bit, but there are limitations to it because the amount of uh, soundscapes that you can use within GarageBand, it, it gets restrictive after a while. Um, and usually I have to open up Logic, which requires me sitting down at my computer, plugging in the proper, uh, the appropriate hard drives and everything, and then waiting for the thing to boot up and stuff. Um, and it's not slow but it's just one more step now if it's all on logic uh, on the uh, ipad that means instead of taking my macbook with me i can now take my ipad with me which makes life a lot easier they weigh the same by the way the ipad pro that i have and the 2017 macbook pro they weigh the exact amount same there's no difference uh the only thing is that someone would probably steal the ipad rather than the macbook they probably steal them both if they could but uh yeah they are still uh liabilities let's put it that way so um that being the case there are in terms of multitasking macbooks are still like a, a laptop is still far better for it than uh, an ipad is and there there's other things that you can do uh like especially with um in terms of multitasking uh, i have like multiple monitors that you can plug in and that's great because you can put your file storage over here uh you can put your uh, uh final cut over here you can put your <laughs> Google Chrome on this uh, uh, screen so you can Google things on how to check, you know, how to fix certain things that pop up and stuff like that. A little more tough to do that with an iPad Pro. So it's it's not there just yet. It's getting there and it's good for on the on the road and it's a good intermediary. The other thing that's very good, if you're ever sort of curious about like the big draw uh, for me, especially uh, working within the Mac or the Apple uh, ecosystem, airdrop this kills the android system it, i mean it airdropping using wi-fi connections uh to go from the ipad to uh the macbook in a matter of seconds we're talking gigabyte files fantastic wonderful awesome i am this close to getting an iphone just for that reason the only reason i don't is because i like the file storage system of Androids. I've also thought about getting two phones because, you know, why not? <laughs> two phones, two phone numbers, one for work, one for play. I don't know. That seems a little bit uh, troublesome to tell you the truth. How, how much crap do you need? How much technology do you need? If you're going to use it, okay. But if you're not going to use it, do you actually really need two phones? Just becomes more weight in your pants that are dragging down your shorts while you're walking down the street. Am I right? Anyway, what do you guys think of... Uh, Final Cut and Logic on the iPad. Yay or nay for editing with your fingers. Good enough for the street, but um, still prefer to sit down at a proper uh, keyboard and a mouse or anything else, to tell you the truth. Like editing 
Uh, sweet roller bar, roller balls, if you will. New vids up on you, May You Make Your Movie. Uh, the YouTube channel and the Instagram channel have been updated. I never did get around to finishing May 9th. May 10th, uh, I have to reshoot that. It didn't work the way I wanted it to. Uh, and then tonight I'm going to doing another little simple uh, animation experiment, trying to get a ball to bounce, basically. That's it. Uh, not Again, these are meant to be video sketches, which it has sort of, um, if you're wondering, like Steve, you're going, Steve, uh, you, you post these video sketches. When are you ever actually going to post like a long form sort of piece of content or like a something that we can sit down and go, okay, this, I know this guy. He made this. Let's see what this guy does. You know, he's, he's, a, bit, he's a bit of a character, if you will. Uh, like, let's, let's see what is going on in his, in his mind. Um, I talked about it this past February about making a movie throughout the, the month of February. I put it off because it was kind of giving me a lot of stress and I was like, it's just, it's going to turn out like crap anyway. Uh, so let's put that off. But that idea is still there is to spend a month creating a feature film that is it's percolating in the back of my mind basically how am i going to do it don't know how how am i going to budget it there isn't it's not going to be a budget it's going to be i'm going to shoot with what i have and you're you're going to create the story with what you got basically that that is what it is there's no grand scheme cg this unless i can build it myself which if you're following along uh, apple motion after effects soundtracks and all that I've been working on that for years, and all this is looking to culminate in a sort of um, feature film production at some point. If you uh, got my recent newsletter, uh, that's uh, stevensersky.substack.com, I talk about, you know, George Lucas and his sort of um, how he created a bunch of divisions within the same company, basically, in order to deal with the different situations, the different needs he had of the, the Star Wars saga that he was planning the Star Wars trilogy back in the 1970s. Like we're talking puppetry, computer effects, sound design. Later it was game design when the Nintendo and uh, Sega were, were huge, right? So all those things, I look at that and go, there's no reason why anyone shouldn't be able to make a feature film on their own, you know, given enough time and energy. It's, it's just time commitment. You don't have to spend a lot of money. It's just one of those things that you have to do. You have to sit down and do it and commit to it. It might take you a whole lot longer than hiring people, but I think you'll learn a lot more from it. I'm learning a lot as I go along, which is kind of sad because like, what do people do when they they go home and they they finish work? But I maybe this is the unique opportunity and position of working from home, quote unquote home, because I can never own this place. It's not my home. Can't have a passport here. Anyway, I won't get on that one. Basically. I shut down one work computer, I fire up another one, and I just keep on editing stuff. I keep on looking at screens. I mean, if I got out and saw, you know, saw other people, would I have the same ambition to make the same sort of uh, video content every single day? That's a very good question. Bank transfers, uh, bank transfers, it's a war of attrition. Oh my goodness, why? So I got the bank transfer done, but it took a while. It took like a long time, two hours, and it was just horrid. I mean, I basically sat there watching two other people look at a computer screen, then tell me it was broken. Please move over one window. Okay. And then I watched her stamp pieces of paper, refill out the same wire transfer form two more times, uh, so for a total of three, and then she's looking at, because uh, you need to bring your contract in, uh, and 
the way it works is that because I have all my contracts, I'm like, here, pick, pick the contract you want. So, and these contracts, they're huge. They're like 50 pages. So you're flipping through it five, six times. I'm going, what are you looking for? Are you looking for the date? You know, the one that's by my name that's signed at the very end and is on the front page. If you look like, what are you trying? Cause they have to match up your contract with the tax bill with the tax slips. Right. Those, those, those three things. And then they also have to match your passport, right? Okay. Gotcha. I changed my passport last year, but this one should be figured out by now. Right. It really should. Anyway. So she's like, well, I got to go photocopy this. I'm like, okay. 25 minutes later, literally, I was, you, you can't, I don't know how to put this. Like, is it, hmm, is it customer service? Is it, I, I, I don't know how to ex- describe this. Like 25 minutes. I see all my, like I see the leftovers, like my, my bank card, my passport still sitting there. Okay. But then like she's gone 25 minutes. No, nothing, no word from anyone else. So I'm pacing around the place. going, Why is this taking so long? Like I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm cursing. I am cursing because I'm going, how can, how can you possibly take 25 minutes, first of all, to photocopy something? I know why. It's 50 pages double-sided. Okay, I understand that. So she finally comes back 25 minutes later with this stack of photocopies. I'm going, like, it's the same transfer I've done. Okay, like, to the same accounts. Not, not That information hasn't changed. I work for the same company. It's the same pro. Why? Uh, the same bank branch. Why does it take this long? How? How do you make it that long? Do you- and this is where I'm thinking. I, when she was looking through the contract, I'm like, she's, she's got to be doing this on purpose. This is, a, this is a war of attrition. She's waiting for me to break. I, I, she got me. She got me. That's it. Uh, boom. Done. I, I, I couldn't, I would, fuming I, I couldn't even i couldn't even say thank you i was just like this is so inappropriately long i this is not even thanks this is like i'm the next thing i'm going to wait for basically is how it's going to be delayed because who knows who knows like it took two hours to do that next thing is going to be oh we got to verify something verify what this again same information the wonders of being an expat in uh not just china but uh, around the world, I was talking to my Ukrainian teacher today. Actually, uh, was it yesterday? No, it was yesterday's uh, um, Ukrainian teacher I was talking to about this uh, bank transfers. And she's like, oh, it's very quick in, uh, in Ukraine. I'm going, yeah, I'm starting to think. I'm like, well, I don't think we're in a very similar situation. Uh, I'm not sure if the Ukrainian banks exactly deal with it. Maybe they do deal with as much money as the, the Chinese banks. <laughs> you know, how, how else do they, all that, that money fly, or flies around uh, Ukraine, right? Um, but anyway, so uh, Ukrainian class, how was it? Uh, so today I was uh, talking to this girl who's uh, from Kharkov, and uh, she was in Poland for a couple of weeks. Um, she spent the vast majority of the class talking. And I start to wonder, I'm like, she speaks in a way that I actually understand her, which I think is actually a flag that she speaks probably um, not Ukrainian flu- uh, natively. So she she learned Ukrainian because she's in Ukraine. 
but I think she might speak another language as a primary language, like as a first language. I just got, I was just thinking that because I'm going, she's in either that or she's very good at dealing with very beginner students, which is what I am because she was very slow enunciating everything and using uh, very, you know, I guess you would call them appropriate, like uh, situationally appropriate words in that it's like if there's a very complex way of saying something and there's sort of like a, you know, a, then there's a street level way of saying things like with a lot of your F sharps and stuff. And there's like that middle way that you're talking to someone who should understand uh, if they have any knowledge of this language or any knowledge of these words, they should understand these few words that I'm stringing together, right? And then you throw in a new word here and there and something like that just to uh, expand the vocabulary. So it was nice to listen to her because I was able to pick up a lot of words that I, I know are Ukrainian. I know I should be using them, but I can't, I, sometimes I don't remember how to use them or conjugate them in real time. And I've talked about this uh, as being an issue before. So what I've started doing, and one of the reasons I didn't really mind her uh, talking so much, um, is that I also have another podcast I'm listening to. I, uh, I mentioned this yesterday, The Shit I Know on uh, SoundCloud. It's to Ukrainians who just talk back and forth, kind of like what I do here, uh, except I do this by myself. And the... Uh, they do use a little bit of other Slavic languages as well, but a lot of it is Ukraine. It's primarily Ukrainian with some mixture of others like Surzhik and uh, so Surzhik is Ukrainian and a mixture of uh, the East, East Slavic language as well. Um, and so with that, it's I'm slowly picking up you know, the uh, sort of... Um, the collocations, the collocations, not so much the idioms because I wouldn't understand them anyway, but the collocations for sure, uh, and then the conjugations, declensions, and stuff like that. So slow progress, but I just kind of wonder, and this is actually it's more like a test. If I continue studying Ukrainian going forward, how long would it take me to reach a level of proficiency? And are the skills or the methods or techniques that I'm using for Chinese transferable? Already, I can tell you, I don't want to look at flashcards. But unlike uh, Chinese, I'm finding much more value in speaking with people right away. And that's possible because I'm able to read the words. So if they write something down, I can read it. Whereas in Chinese, you have that dual sort of issue of like character and pinyin and tones that's a tripartite uh, elements of uh of the chinese language so i wonder uh, that's that's what my question is uh, kind of going on in my my head right now new podcast episodes in the works so if you thought i was done with this podcast definitely not the uh, uh big podcast i've got I have some ideas and uh i've noticed that Sometimes it requires a beer or two to send that message finally, just to sort of slow down the thought process, to over, stop overthinking it. So I messaged a couple of people today, like, hey, would you uh, would you do a podcast appearance? And then I could uh, hit the, uh, the, the May um, uh, requirements for my uh, podcast. Uh, to di- both artistic uh, in different ways. Uh, one more film. The other guy is more uh, games and stuff like that, which I've been going on about quite quite a bit lately. So uh, it might be uh, interesting to have them uh, on the show and talk a little bit about what's uh, what what they do and uh, why they are interested in those things. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Show notes and tracks up on my website, stevensersky.com. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Have a good one, folks. Stay safe out there. Get your uh, get your runs in. Enjoy the weather. Eat your broccoli. Eat some garlic, as I said yesterday. 
Uh, yeah, don't don't eat too much garlic and don't stand close to people if you're going to eat garlic. How do you de-garlicify your breath? That is a question. It's very difficult, isn't it? It's a, it's not an easy uh, uh, fragrance to uh, get rid of. You basically need time, like a hangover. Garlic hangover. There you go, folks. Have a good one. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.